Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by Junior on the William and Mary Women's Lacrosse team, Sam Van Giesen. Last season, Sam ranked second on the team in goals with 19 and points with 24 points. She also earned a CAA Commissioner's Academic Honor Roll Distinction and was on the CAA All-Rookie Team as well her freshman year. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and how's everything going? Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. Um, everything's going great. I'm so happy to be back in Williamsburg. Just got back last week and things are already starting up with lacrosse in school again, but I'm I'm happy about it. That's good to hear. And how was your summer? Did you do anything interesting, whether it was lacrosse related or not? Yeah, it was actually awesome. I had a great summer. Um, I got the opportunity to do an internship with the Baltimore Ravens, actually, um, a marketing internship. Um, and yeah, that was just like awesome. Behind the sorry you cut out there i couldn't hear that <laughs> i'm sorry hold you on just... can you hear me now i can yeah okay awesome um but yeah i got to um intern for the baltimore ravens and i did a marketing internship um and it was yeah it was awesome going behind the scenes of a professional sports program nice did you get the chance to meet any like cool people in the ravens organization I'm assuming not like players or stuff, but I'm just curious if you had the chance to sort of run into anybody cool. Yeah, we actually did. Um, I was able to meet once a week with a different department to talk with like um, different members of each department to hear about their career, to see what I wanted to do um, with my career. So I got to like meet like leaders of the finance department, the marketing department, PR, all that. And I also got to run into like um, a ton of players. Like I actually ended up making some um, connections with players which was awesome um I saw the coach a few times said hi but yeah it was really cool did you meet Lamar Jackson because he's probably my favorite player on the Ravens yeah he's awesome I actually didn't get the chance to meet him I think okay. he's really cool to meet an intern but <laughs> he's probably very busy he was probably busy like reading up plays and stuff I see the quarterback <laughs> has a lot of stuff to do during training yeah. camp so that's probably why <laughs> that's true now, outside of having a fun summer with the Ravens, uh, what were you working on to get ready for fall ball this coming month? Yeah, so I actually am part of this program back at home. Um, it's called Peak Performance Center. And I was basically just uh, working out with the group of other D1 athletes in my area. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. Like we would meet up in the mornings or the afternoons. And like we had one trainer for like the 10 of us. But it was awesome because it was really competitive. Like everyone had the same mindset going into it. Like we're all trying to get ready for fall ball. And I got to meet a bunch of different players on different teams. So um, it was it was really cool. And when do you guys officially start practicing as a team? I'm not sure what the NCAA rules are like, but what are your some things, I guess, that your team does to get ready for um, the upcoming season during the fall? Yeah, so immediately when we got back, um, we basically started doing captain's practices and conditioning without coaches. Um, but then this week we started up with eight hour weeks, which means we have eight hours of lifts, conditioning and practices a week. And then next week we start up with 20 hour practices. And so NCAA regulations um, say that we're only allowed to have six weeks of 20 hour practices during the fall season. Um, so next week starts that, and then we'll have six weeks of that with tournaments on the weekends which is going to be awesome. Fall ball is so much fun. But yeah, these next six weeks are definitely like crazy. It like feels like spring again, like so, so much lacrosse, but it's awesome. 
I feel like there's probably less pressure though in the fall than the spring because nothing really counts, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. The fall is awesome. Like the fall season is so much fun for me. Um, absolutely like no pressure. It's just like our coach always says, like, this is the time to get like faster and stronger and like build connections on the field. Cause like, we don't want to be going into the spring, like not knowing each other's habits. So we're basically just like doing a lot of like bonding things on and off the field, getting to know each other, especially the new freshmen. Um, but yeah, I think this is like a really like special time and I'm super excited to get it started. And what are your team's goals and expectations for next season? Yeah, so last season we were very successful, um, much more than years in the past. And I expect nothing but more out of this group. Um, we have a very young team. Uh, my class is 16 out of the 40 of us. So we represent like a massive amount of this team. And um, most of our players from last year are also returning. So I have very high hopes. I think we're going to have an amazing season and we will be winning a CAA championship by the time I'm done here. So <laughs> I like it calling your shot. I, hopefully someday you can look back on this and it comes through. <laughs> so, um, but I now want to transition and talk about the beginning of your career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. So from the research I did on yourself, it says you're from Severna Park, Maryland. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing lacrosse? Yeah. Um, I think Annapolis and Sperna Park area, it's like the best place in the world. Like I, I love where I live, but growing up, like I would argue that like Maryland is also the lacrosse capital of the country. Like everybody plays lacrosse. So like um, from a young age, everyone around me was playing. I got kind of thrown into it at a young age. I probably started playing when I was in kindergarten or first grade. Um, and then I joined a travel team when I was in like fourth grade, but I was definitely very well-rounded as a kid. Like I played um, basketball and soccer and swim team travel too. So like, I was never one of those like diehard lacrosse kids at all. But as I grew up, like I continued to play all three sports, like three seasons throughout high school. And then when it came time to choose which sport to play in college, I kind of was just like, I, I love lacrosse. Like I can't imagine not playing it. So yeah, that was kind of like my growing up with lacrosse. Who was like your favorite players or teams that you like watching the most? Yeah. So Caroline Steele, I was like absolutely obsessed with her on Maryland. Um, she actually went to my high school. And uh, so I was, I was like, was like, that's me. That's going to be me when I grow up. But I think she's like, especially, ad especially admirable because she's, she's like really small for a lacrosse player. And she like, she did not play like it at all. She was, she's just like one of the greatest attackers of all times. And I still actually watch her highlights a lot to learn from her. I think she was just an incredible player. I'm assuming you've met her before since you were went to the same high school. Yeah, she actually wasn't there when I was there. Um, she graduated, I think, two years before I got into high school. But her mom was actually one of my assistants, assistant coaches growing up. So I kind of knew their family. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's get into your high school career because before college, you played for your high school at Severn. So talk about your high school lacrosse experience and what did you take away from that? Yeah, um, I think my high school lacrosse experience was actually fairly unique. I talked to a lot of my teammates here and they're like, oh, yeah, lacrosse in high school. Like that was so, so chill, so laid back. Like it wasn't like that at all for me. Like my experience was awesome and like so fun, but it was also extremely competitive. Um, we were in the IAM conference, which is the best conference in the country. So I was playing teams that would could field a whole team of D1 commits like from my, from when I was like 15 years old. 
So I think like that was the best thing for me because I got to college and I wasn't like shocked at the amount of talent on the field. Um, so yeah, I felt very prepared after going to Severn to play. What's like the best memory you have from Severn? Yeah, um, the best memories I have, we had a rival, um, St. Mary's in Annapolis. And every single game against St. Mary's was like the best time of my life because like the entire school would come out. It was like the, it was a huge deal. It was like the Super Bowl in our town. Um, it was like the biggest rival in our town. So every one of those games I played was just so much fun, like win or lose. Like it was just like a lot of like team spirit and pride. It was really fun. You got to play under Kathy Rudkin. So how did playing under her help prepare you for college with uh, William and Mary? Yeah, I think Kathy Rudkin was actually the perfect coach for me for that time in my life. Um, she was freshly graduated from college at the time. So she was very relatable for me and like to be coached by. It was like very relatable. Um, she was like a great mentor for me. She really gave it to me straight, like didn't sugarcoat anything. And like, I remember asking her like before going to college, like I, I could ask her anything in the world and she would tell me straight up and she gave me so much advice on what to expect at the collegiate level. And I, I don't know what I would have done without her um, transitioning into college. And we still keep in contact all the time. Like she's very like invested in my lacrosse career. And I think she's doing like a great job with the seven program still. So it was great. Now, one thing I found interesting about yourself prior to joining William and Mary was you were part, you were the president of Severn Schools Mental Health Club and the president of Gigi's Playhouse Youth Board, which is a Down Syndrome Achievement Center. I just wanted to ask you, like, what was it like being a part of those organizations while in high school and what did you learn from them? And do you think what you learned from those organizations helped transition or helped your transition into uh, being a D1 athlete? Yeah, um, well, something that's really important to me is having a life outside of lacrosse and not letting lacrosse like define who I am as a person. So I always wanted to have like those outside hobbies that could kind of like give me like some validation in my morals and values. And I'm very passionate about both mental health awareness and giving back to the special needs community. Um, and like acting in leadership roles in both of those organizations was, I think, really crucial in forming my morals and values as I like entered into college. Um, and then I transitioned this passion into college as I'm still part of the Best Buddies program here. And I serve as the finance chair on the executive board here. So it's always something that's going to be extremely important to me. Um, and it's taught, taught me lessons um, in the classroom, outside, on the field, everything. Like, I think I've taken so much away from that. What are some of the foundation stuff, I guess, that Best Buddies does? I'm just curious about that. Like, do you guys hold events and certain stuff like that? Yeah. So we give back to the community um, by, so we have a, a community, uh, like, organization that has people with um, special needs. And so we partner with them and we have events like ev every two weeks probably where we bring um, those community members to our school. We have events, like we invite members of our school, like the whole Best Buddies Club. And then you have like the opportunity to be like paired with someone in the community with special needs. And they like act as your buddy um, for like the rest of your college experience. And so like you do events just one-on-one, -on -one, like outside of William and Mary with them. And so like, I have a buddy right now and we like, we always go to like, I go to his baseball games. We go to dinner. Like I'm very close to his family now. So like, that was also something that like this school brought me that I'm, I'm so thankful for. And I'm so glad I like continued with this passion 
like, although I'm like so busy with being a student athlete, like that's something that's very important to me. And like, I'm so thankful that I did that. I'm assuming you learned something from him, like from those experiences, like he learns from you, I imagine. Exactly. It really like puts things into perspective. Like it's, it is definitely like challenging being a student athlete and you kind of get lost in it because you're just like every time everything is go 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 like everything's so competitive but then like things like that like bring a lot of perspective to my life and yeah so I, I'm very thankful for that so let's talk about your recruitment process now to William and Mary uh, what made you want to go there versus the schools you might have looked at yeah so I knew like my first priority was going to be a school with prestigious academics um, I have always kind of like had the mindset, I won't be a lacrosse player for my whole life. I want to walk away from college with the degree that I'm very like proud of. And that's kind of what initially drew me to William and Mary. Um, but when I stepped on campus for my first ID camp, I just absolutely fell in love. Like the culture here, like the people here were absolutely unmatched. I've never seen it anywhere else. Like we have so much passion and energy on this team. I've, it's like so irreplaceable. So yeah, the people is what definitely made me choose this place. And I'm so glad that I did. <laughs> now, as a freshman, what would you say was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college uh, lacrosse? Yeah. So in terms of actual lacrosse, I would say it was definitely the pace of the game. Like college lacrosse is so much faster than high school lacrosse. And I was definitely like not ready for that. I think I was in for a rude awakening. But I definitely like was able to adjust fast, like through fall ball. I'm I'm so glad we're a spring sport because like fall ball was like so crucial in like developing me and getting me ready for spring. But also I would like to say like the competitive nature of college lacrosse was something I had to adjust to. Like every lift, every run, every drill, like everyone is going 100%. Like the girl next to you is going 100%. So you have to keep up or beat her. So like, it's like definitely like, like they're your best friends, but you're also competing every second to make each other better. So that was something like I definitely had to adjust to. And I did quickly, I think. Yeah, I like that, how you don't have to, uh, you have that sort of fall to sort of get yourself acclimated. And then once the season begins, I will say though, as a winter sport person, I like yeah. having that month to sort of practice. Then you finally start the season, you don't have to wait. And then the season ends right before school like ends. So you don't have to like have your summer break sort of getting taken away. Like, I feel like that's the thing I don't, I feel bad for you guys is not having yeah. spring break and all that stuff. Right. That's true. But I have to say, at least we have a summer. Like mm -hmm. I feel bad for the fall athletes that, that lose their summer. Yeah, but I get that. We do come back early from winter break, but. It is yeah. what it is. It's, it's, I feel like it's worth it being a dude. So. <laughs> <laughs> now you scored your first collegiate goal against uh, Coastal coastal carolina so talk about that goal and sort of what it meant to you and but also about that game too because doing research on it ended up being a, you ended up getting a hat trick in that game so what a way to start off your collegiate career uh show, putting yourself on the map in that game yeah so uh, yeah i came out like the beginning of my freshman season like absolutely like scared to death and like i think it really showed on the field um i wasn't getting a lot of like playing time in the beginning of the season before this game and I think like, and I just remember like getting thrown into this game and I was like, oh my God, like I have to like make it worth it. Cause like, I, I haven't been getting a lot of minutes. Like I want to like prove myself. Um, Cause I knew like I could play at that level, but yeah, I think that this game like gave me confidence for the rest of my career to know that I can compete at the high level. So I, I do often like think about this game, like whenever I'm in a rut, I'm like, I, I did that <laughs> and like I can do it again. <laughs> 
what's it like playing in the CAA and just the competition you face each game? Yeah, um, the CAA is definitely not an easy conference in the slightest. Um, like we don't have one like guaranteed easy game of the season during conference play, um, which makes like this whole season like very challenging for us. But I do think that we have like proven ourselves and that we can be at the top of the CAA. Um, last season, like the beginning of the season, we were ranked last. Actually, for the past two years, we were ranked last in the CAA. And then at the end of the season, last season, we went all the way up to fourth. So, yeah, I think we've like definitely proven ourselves. And I think every game like is going to be winnable for us this season. Um, but yeah, like I, I love the, the progress we're making and like we're heading in the right direction. So, yeah. Now, during your freshman year to your sophomore year, you've kept improving and getting better. What would you say is the biggest improvement you've made to your game throughout your time with William and Mary? Yeah, I think I learned that I needed to develop more on the field relationships with other attackers. Um, I actually think mine and our team's biggest improvement was that we all trusted each other. We've all been trusting each other this past season and like knowing each other's habits. Um, like if you look at like our stats over the past few seasons, like we have significantly more like assisted goals than in past seasons. So I think that like I and like like the rest of the team, like that was our biggest improvement. Like we were able to know that like our relationships and like are is the most important thing for us. That sort of answered my next question because obviously when you look at this past season, you guys made a huge jump going from four wins to your from your freshman year to eight mm -hmm. this past season. So uh, just talk about that last year from your perspective and sort of how do you want to take that next step forward during your junior year? Yeah, I love this question. Like I, I get asked this a lot by people like, wow, you had like, what happened this season? Like you guys are so much better. We had like most of the same players. Um, but it's like, it's such a simple answer, but it like speaks volumes to the success of a team. Like the reason we were so much more successful last year was be because we played so united. Like there was zero selfish play ever. Like everyone was working for the person next to them. Um, we were actually told multiple times by opposing coaches that we were impossible to scout. And that's because our scorers and assisters were so spread out. Like we had so many people contributing. Um, so yeah, and we're definitely gonna be keeping that up. Like we realized like that's the key to success. Yeah, and obviously next year, you know, teams are gonna have more of a target on your back because of the success. How do you sort of plan to handle that, you know, pressure and have that target on your team's back a little bit? Yeah, so we've definitely, like, I've realized after going to college, like, teams scout like crazy, and they knew, like, every single one of my habits. Like, I remember, like, going to conference play last, my freshman year, I was like, wait, how do, how do they know I do that? Like, they got right on the spot where I don't want them to get off. But, yeah, it's definitely, like, I learned that I have to be a more versatile player. Like, I need to, like, not be doing the same shot every time I don't I can't be holding my stick in the same spot every time so yeah that's definitely something like I've been working on too like just being more versatile and like not as easily scoutable now obviously you go to a very prestigious university so how do you learn how did you learn how to balance both academics and lacrosse at such a high level yeah so I honestly think that my high school prepared me extremely well for college um and I honestly don't know what I would have done without it like Severn was a very rigorous high school and we also had very competitive sports so I think my whole life I've been pretty used to the routine of like school practice homework repeat so yeah I'm thankful that I've had this experience before because it's definitely very difficult and exhausting but yeah now 
what's been your favorite moment from your collegiate career so far? I know you're sort of halfway done with it, which is pretty crazy to think about, but when you look back on it now, what, do you, what would you say is the best moment, I guess, from your underclassmen years? Yeah, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is um, we had a spring break trip to Columbia this past spring, and we spent the whole week in New York, which was awesome. And then we played Columbia that weekend, and it was like an absolute blizzard. Like the winds were crazy. It was like under 10 degrees. It was absolutely absurd. Like couldn't feel our bodies. Like we it was also like completely unexpected. It wasn't supposed to storm like that. And we were basically down significantly at halftime. And our coach was like, well, why did we even come all this way then? Why did we have this whole trip? If like, we're just going to lose the game, we're here for the game. Like, and we're like, oh wait, yeah, we're actually here to win a lacrosse game. So, and then like, we came out of halftime, like absolutely on fire. And then we ended up beating them by like four or five. Um, it was an awesome game because the odds were really against us. Um, but we had an awesome comeback. That's awesome. Uh, I would, I, I'm curious, would you rather, do you like playing in colder weather games or warmer weather games? Cause I feel like it's much easier to play in colder weather games because it's always easier to warm up yourself like when it's humid and hot it's like you sort of have to deal with those conditions it's hard to sort of manage it yeah well personally I like no matter what I will always rather be hotter than cold I hate being cold oh wow yeah I play so much better in the heat I'd rather yeah but um in lacrosse especially my I hate playing lacrosse when in the cold because of my hands like Mm -hmm. I, I don't have like the strength in my hands to like play well um and like be good with my stick but that's just me i don't know about other people i'm more of a cold weather person i hate playing in the heat it's so uncomfortable and you're sweating and just like when you're not comfortable it's hard to sort of like feel ready to play if that makes sense at least that's how i've yeah, always experienced that definitely it makes sense that definitely makes sense it just doesn't bother me in the slightest like i will i don't even i don't love the summer i don't mind being on 100 degrees any day yeah, I, I can't stand it. I can't wait for fall to start up because it's getting too hot this weekend. So uh, maybe it's the helmet, too. That could have something to do with it. You guys only have the the headband. So that's true. Now, let's get to the segment I like to call five questions that have nothing to do with lacrosse. And the goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know you more off the field. So first one is if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself and why? Um, Tina Fey, I would want to play myself. Um. I think she's absolutely hilarious. And I would like to say that she has the same sense of humor as me. Well, at least pretty similar. Um, but yeah, I think she'd do a great job embodying me in a movie. I like 30 Rock. It's one of my favorite uh, TV shows. And Tracy Morgan's my favorite character on that show, though. But I would say Tina Fey is probably number two. Okay, fair enough. Now, what is the most underrated holiday and what's the most overrated holiday? Um, Fourth of July, I think, is the best holiday, hands down. Um, well, kind of what we were talking about before, I love the hot weather and I love the summer. Um, I think it's the best time of the year. I love it. It's like right in the middle of the summer too. So you're not like ready to go back to school and it's like, it's great. Um, and hot take, but I think Christmas is really overrated. I, I think it lasts like a little too long, like two and a half, it's like two and a half months (laughs) of Christmas time. And I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just kind of overrated. I think Christmas is properly rated because it is, in my opinion, the best holiday and it deserves all the hype and all the music and all the festivities that come with it. So I personally have no problem with it. Maybe that's because I'm a winter guy, like I've mentioned. Um, But I do agree with you. Fourth of July is pretty underrated. 
I'd say yeah. most overrated for me is probably New Year's uh, Eve, though, because you're just waiting for a clock to hit midnight. And that's pretty much all it is. And it's sort of just like it's yeah. people make it more than it needs to be, in my opinion, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I agree. It's not worth the hype. It's always such a letdown. <laughs> yeah. I'm for it. And I'm so let down every single year. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much just watching TV with like your friends and then you yeah. see the ball drop and then it's like, that's it. It's like. It might as well just been like a regular, like there's been better Saturday night hangouts than oh, New Year's exactly. Eve. And it's in like January. It's the beginning of January, the like most disgusting month. Like it's the worst time of the year. I totally agree with that. I don't think it's a bad time of year season wise, but I would say the holiday itself isn't good. I will say the thing that I, the summer, the thing, another thing I'm not a big fan of summer is there's like no sports really going on outside of baseball. So it's kind of. From that perspective, it's that's when something that summer has a knock on it. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. That's why they should put basketball in the summer. I guess that'll be my hot take of the podcast. Everyone plays yeah. basketball in the summer. I'm not sure why it's not a summer sport and it's a winter sport, but not a summer one. Yeah, that's actually a great point. There is nothing to watch in the summer. We should get on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, at least for you, the Orioles are good. So it made the summer probably a little more fun. That's true. I did go to a few Orioles games, but um, I just can't say I'm a baseball fan. Mm -hmm. I can't find that. Yeah, yeah. I love baseball, so at least it's a little something for me to watch. But I yeah. will say, though, like, I need other stuff to be, like, excited about. It's hard just to be excited about one sport, probably because, I don't know, I'm a huge sports fan, so I want to see it all in one time. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Yeah. Now, you have the best style on the William and Mary women's lacrosse team, but besides yourself, who would you say has the best off the field style? So I definitely wouldn't say I have the best style on the team. <laughs> definitely wouldn't say that. Um, but Sophia Hoy has incredible style. So I'm going to give it to her. Shout out to Sophia. She has great style. <laughs> What's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Um, Coco Golf. I think that's how you say her name. She was just like the first American female teenager to make it to the semifinals in the U.S. Open since Serena Williams. Um, that was absolutely awesome. We, my um, roommates and I have been watching that like all week. It's been fun. <laughs> Does that make you feel bad about yourself, though? Like we're the same age and she's already like yes. making the semifinals in the U.S. Open and I'm still in college, which yeah. is obviously a normal thing, but it just makes me feel like I need to do more in my life. It, exactly. That's exactly right. We say that every single day. We're like, what are we doing here sitting on the <laughs> Let's get all the tennis courts. It's worse for the Olympics because there's actually like 16 year olds like doing winning gold medals. And it's like, yeah. I'm like five years older than that. And like, that's, that's tough. So that's, yeah. that's, that one hurts the mo most. It hurts. Yeah. I agree. The only thing from the US Open I saw was that guy kicking the one guy out for like saying like super like bad stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw that, but that was probably the most interesting thing that I saw this week from the U S open. Mm, yeah. That's a good one. Now one more. Uh, what is one, one item on your bucket list that you hope to do one day? Um, before I die, I want to live on a farm. Um, I love animals and I want to have every animal I've ever dreamed of having. And I want to have like a million dogs running around all the time. So hopefully that's my retirement plan. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, not a city person at all, I would imagine. Not a city girl. <laughs> no, I would say I'm more of a city person. So really? I, I, yeah, yeah. It's just like you need. I need stuff to do. There's always excitement around. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. that's the one thing about the farm is like what else outside the farm is like nothing else to do. I would imagine in a small town. 
Yeah, you don't need to go anywhere though. You just play with your dogs. I guess so. I guess so. I would. I would say I, I would love to like hang out with like a horse. I think those are really cool because they can like travel different spots. I don't know. I always found those animals pretty fascinating. Yeah, I'll have one on my farm. You can come visit it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I would. I can't wait to see the invite uh, in my mailbox. So. <laughs> Now, getting back to some of the cross questions now, uh, what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? Yeah, um, I think that women's lacrosse is definitely like a very East Coast sport right now. And I would love to see like um, other areas expanding the sport for like more exposure to like youth groups. Um, like I think my area especially does a great job with like advertising lacrosse. Like there's camps everywhere. Like you can't like go to a park in the evening and not see like kids playing lacrosse like or like camps going on practices so like I think that like definitely exposure in other areas would be like great to grow on women's lacrosse well I've noticed that a lot of realignments happening in collegiate athletics especially with the west coast teams joining the big 10 and ACC do you think obviously there's probably some negatives about it with travel and stuff but do you think there's going to be some positives with it like someone from Maryland will watch Stanford play and want to go there because they like the team or whatever. So bring more players out to the West coast and they'll help grow the sport that way. If you know what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah, I know exactly what you're trying to say. And I like completely, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah. I do have like a few friends right now from the East coast that play on the West coast. And then that, like that trend I noticed in my area, like happened like five years ago. Um, like the a few players like started to go out there. And then like ever since then, like I've seen a ton of girls from my area go to the West Coast, so which is great. Like um, that's definitely expanding the sport. So, yeah. Now, one more question I have for you before uh, we end this interview is any shout outs you want to give uh, to your teammates, family members or friends and who should we have on the podcast next? Yeah, uh, I actually want to shout out my friend who goes to San Diego State University. She's one of my friends on the West Coast who plays lacrosse there. Um, her name's Nikki Seven. Um, she's currently recovering from an ACL tear, um, and she's absolutely killing it in her recovery. I'm so excited to see her get back out on the field, and I think she would be um, great on the podcast. So, I'll definitely reach out and see what she has to say. But Sam, thank you so much for taking time of your day and coming on. I appreciate it. I think you're a great person and player, and I just want to let you know that. And I'm excited to see your team play next season, and I wish you nothing but the best uh, uh, for the upcoming season and for the fall as well. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's great to meet you.